Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we thank you for your word that is anointed. It is going to bless us and our lives will never be the same again. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 39 to 41. It said, but I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. This is nice. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain, two miles. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful? We want to consider stretch part one. The scripture we read is very eye-opening. It talks about how Jesus, in his own words, wants us to have a particular attitude towards life and the work of the kingdom. And here he was speaking to his disciples and then it has become a principle for all of us that when I send you or when you are my child and certain things begin to happen to you in the course of the discharge of your assignment, this is the mentality I need you to have in the discharge of your duty. So here Jesus enumerates a few things that could face the child of God who is on the road. And in verse 39, Jesus says that when someone slaps you in one cheek, turn the other one. Now prior to this time, it was eye for an eye, Toot for toot. If you read verse 37, thereabout, you will find that those ones are there. But let your communication. But let your communication be yea, 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 nay, nay. Praise the Lord. And 38 says that ye have heard that it has been said. It's not Jesus who said it all. It has been said. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's the old covenant. You just deal with the matter with brute force. The same force it came to you, you deal with it. But Jesus is trying to introduce us to a new way of living and a better way of living, which is the gracious way of living. So Jesus is saying that under the law, people did not have a better capacity 
to handle things. But under grace, you and I have a better capacity to handle some of the things that people could not handle. And so Jesus says that when you are slapped on one side, turn the other one. And then when you are taken to court, what should you do? Shall we see verse number 40? When you are taken to the law court, see, saying, take away, and you are asked to take away your coat, don't only take away your coat, but give also your cloak. Praise the Lord. It's nice. So you can give your shirt and your singlet at the same time. <laughs> then the next one, it says that when you are compelled to go a mile, go with him twin. Go two miles. So here we see that one of the meanings of stretch in the Bible is sacrifice or to go the extra mile, especially in absorbing shocks or externalities, is to sacrifice or go the extra mile, especially in absorbing shocks or externalities. Why do I say that? If you look at the first instance, when you are slabbed, that's an external force. It's not internally generated. When you are taken to court and your cloak, your, your coat is taken, taken to court is an external action done against you. Your coat is taken at your cloak. External. Is that correct? Something is taken away from you. Then he says that when you are compelled, I like the verse number 41, when you are compelled Praise the Lord. Shall we read it together? The whole church. One go. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. So that's also an externality. That of yourself, you didn't want to run. Or you wanted to maybe run a half mile. But you are compelled to go one mile. It says that don't just stop there. Go two miles. So one of the meanings of stretching in the Bible is to sacrifice when you are slapped. Turn the other one as a sacrifice. And when you are compelled or your coat is demanded for, add your clock and then one mile should be two miles. So Jesus is showing us a better way of living because without this way of living, the person who is encountering or absorbing the externality is going to be reactional in a negative way. And those reactions could cost life because it's eye for eye, tooth for tooth, boot for boot. So Jesus is saying that the child of God must develop a capacity to be able to absorb externalities or shocks that possibly may not be expected. And uh, you realize that all these things are not the things that he's saying that when you do this, when you do this, when you do this. So these are not things that you want to generate yourself. These are things that possibly come to you 
and there are situations that you need to address in the course of your life. But Jesus is telling, that, is telling us that to successfully be able to handle these things, we must have the mindset of sacrificing and building shock absorbers for externalities. So here, stretching means that you must be prepared for anything at all. You must be prepared to run, to go the extra mile, to face the law and do well with the law. Praise the Lord. You must be prepared. Tell somebody to be prepared. I'm feeling it already. Ask somebody, are you prepared for this life? Many people are not prepared for external stuff. And you see, it is externalities that sometimes test your ability to resist, absorb, your ability to turn around situations. I'm feeling it already. <clears throat> Somebody wrote on, on stretch and said that stretching keeps the muscles flexible, strong, and healthy. And we need that flexibility to maintain a range of motion in the joints. Now, without it, the muscles shorten and become tight. Then when you call on the muscles for activity, they are weak and unable to extend all the way. So stretching is beneficial. When you are, pressure is put on you, when you are stretched, when you are pushed to a certain level that you are not comfortable. Stretching is being pushed out of your comfort zone. So if you have been in the gym before, you realize that before you do any rigorous exercise, you are made to stretch, okay? That's what we normally call aerobics. When you are watching on the television, you don't respect it. But when you start doing it, you will start respecting yourself. When they say, do this, oh, say this one there is very easy, but try it. So when you are doing that, you are producing heat in your body and it will stretch your muscles and relax it so that you attain to a certain level of flexibility that makes your joint work, makes your muscles work and all of that so that you can maintain a range of motion within your joints. Are you here now? Some young ladies are here. They are not flexible. And some young men are here and they are not flexible. So stretching is very important. And if you don't do that, it says that, you see, if you go to the gym, they will tell you that the muscles have got a memory. So when you exercise and you break the exercise maybe for some weeks and you go back and you start the exercise, the muscles can recall where you had gotten to and it will be easier for you to pick it up from there after a, a bit of work done. Are you here now? The muscles are intelligent. So, if you don't stretch, the muscles, they shorten. And when they shorten, they become tight. That's why a lot of people have body pains, back pains. Once you start exercising, you find out that you feel fit in your body. And the pains will go away. Most of the pains we have in our body. You go to the hospital, they will tell you that. They will check your cholesterol level. They will check your weight body mass, and they will tell you to exercise. And when you exercise, you realize that you can sleep well, 
the snoring to decrease and the pains will go down. Mercy, Lord. Why did I even mention snoring? <laughs> and so when you do that, the muscles will not be tight again. You can call the muscles to, to do an activity or else if you go against this, the muscles will be weak and they will not be able to do some of the things you want them to do. So stretching is important for the child of God spiritually. That you get to that point where you have a mindset of sacrifice. A mindset of receiving punch and using the punch as a fuel for where you are going. You are asked to go one mile and you want to go two miles. Your, your coat is taken and you add your clock. This, you don't have time for distractions. They slap you, you take this one and move on. Praise the Lord. So that's one of the meanings of stretching. Number two, stretching also means to beat or to punish. In Luke chapter 22, verse 53, stretching is connected to beating and punishing. And I'm just giving you an overview of what we'll be treating the whole month. Luke 22, 53 says that when I was daily with you in the temple, Ye stretch forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. So Jesus is making a particular reference to how they wanted to beat him at a certain point in time. And we're just telling them that I used to be in the temple with you and you did not stretch your hands against me. So here we see that if you compare what he was saying was happening in the temple and what they wanted, the aggression they wanted to show him at that point in time, he realized that they wanted to molest him, bully him, beat him, punish him at that point in time. Are you with me on the same page? I remember when I went to first year in St. Augustine's College, they used to do this thing. They used to tell you that so, in St. Augustine, when they say so, it means stretch your hand like this and then you'll be seeing that Daryl will be coming like that. You know, so... I remember one guy who was my senior in my junior secondary school. He was in the house. I was um, visiting one of my, my friends. And when I got there, there was this guy who was called Mackenzie. He was a bully. So he would just be beating the first years and tell him, go, go under the bed. After, after the Darilo. The Dari is the Greek for your, the back of your palm being beaten. And people were specialists in doing so. So the guy just told me to go under the bed. And he told me to do so. So I remember this guy, our chin Nelson, came and said, Charlie, Charlie, it's my brother, it's my brother, it's my brother. But when they say stretch, you, know, you see that the beatings will be following. Hey! In Jesus' time, he said, you did not stretch your hand against me. So that's one of the meanings. In Acts chapter 12, verse 1, we see also Herod stretch his hand to persecute the church. And he actually ended up killing James. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. So stretching also results in vexation, tribulation, troubling of the church, a person, or an organization. And that is how sometimes the law can stretch people, punish people, beat people. Life itself 
can beat and punish you when you are being stretched. That is why some people, when you give them a certain task, they feel like you are punishing them. There's a particular big church in town. Some years ago, when they used to send branch pastors to Cape Coast, the branch pastors taught about Cape Coast as wilderness and as punishment from the headquarters. That they have been taken from their comfort zone to Cape Coast. They saw it as a punishment. But it was, they were just being asked to stretch. But they thought it was a beating. So many pastors came there and left. And many of them, when they left, they went to open their own churches. Because they felt that coming to Cape Coast you know, was like a beating, a punishment. Because mo most people want to be in New York. They want to be in Washington. It's only coronavirus that's not making those places attractive. Most people want to be in Accra, Kumase. In fact, if I posted someone right now to London, barring the coronavirus, the whole family will come and do Thanksgiving in church. But if I send a person to Atriberiata, it will be like a punishment. But it will just be like stretching. And when you get into these uncomfortable environments, that's when you sharpen your skill. That's when the real man and the real woman, the real minister, the real believer in you comes out, helps you to use your faith rather than physical things. Are you here at all? So when you come out, you see that you are being tried in fire and you can face any temperature. But without stretching, you don't know what you can do and you don't know what you can take. So stretching will take you out of your comfort zone and it will look like it's a punishment, but it's not a punishment. Tell somebody it's not a punishment. Hey, I feel it. Can I tell you another meaning of stretch? Stretching also means readiness to act in obedience. Genesis 22 verse 10. Stretching is connected to the, our readiness to act in obedience. In Genesis 22, verse 10, he's talking about the man Abraham. And he said, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So this is where he was on the Mount of Moriah with Isaac on the altar, tied on the altar, his beloved son. And God had already instructed him to sacrifice Isaac. So he took this guy to the top of the mountain. And when he had laid him on the altar, tied him down, he stretched his hand and took the knife to slay him. So it is the process of the stretching and taking the knife to slay the boy that God saw as his obedience. Because obedience is not talk-talk. Obedience is taking action based on the instruction given. And Abraham... We don't know. Tying him and putting him on the altar is just an intention. You have a desire to do it. But when you now stretch and take the weapon to slay, that's when we know that you really mean business and that's the obedience. That's why I'm saying that stretching is also associated with your readiness to act in obedience. So, when we are teaching about stretching, we are talking about the child of God 
coming into a realm of readiness to obey the instructions of God, to obey the commands of God, to obey what God wants you to obey and what God wants you to do. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here this morning. And that is to say that of, of yourself, you wouldn't have gone to that level. But you have been instructed to do something that looks uncomfortable to you, inconvenient to you, and yet you are able to set aside your comfort, your convenience, and then go ahead to do what your maker is asking you to do. Evangelism is not nice. But anytime God lays it on your heart to evangelize as we have been commanded in the word of God, you have to be ready to execute that in obedience. Praise the Lord. Readiness to act in obedience. That I want to be prompt with what I have been asked to do. There are people in church who don't want to stretch. That's why they do things in their own time. They do things as and when they wish, as they want. One of the ways we can stretch you in this church is that when you enter through the door, we tell you where to sit. And even though you can pick your own spot, you are willing to be stretched. Praise the Lord. To sit where you are asked to sit, even though you are a boss in your office. You are being commanded, but now you are being commanded by somebody who can never ever be your boss anywhere. Hey. But if you are not someone who has been stretched and ready to obey, you will look at that asha and insult that asha in your heart or look down in your heart and then before you know, God is so displeased with you. I'm feeling it. Some people are not ready for certain things God wants to do through the local church in their lives, in ministry, in marriage. Readiness to act. You are a man. You, your marriage is not going well. Then you are before the counselor. Your man of God. And he's counseling both of you. And you realize that your heart is like stone. Because you are not ready to go beyond what you have decided already. All you want to do is what you want to do. But God doesn't want you to do what you want to do. He wants you to do what his word wants you to do. I I'm preaching on. So sometimes God will distort your emotion, distort your equation, distort your plans. But if you are someone who has given in to stretching, then you will be in readiness to act Based on divine obedience. I don't know if God is talking to somebody here. Sometimes you come to church and they say, save money. And he said, no, you want to spend money. Saving against spending. But you realize that after a while you'll be poor. And it's not demons that made you poor. It's just because you didn't want to stretch. Because we be so you are not willing to defer your personal present gratification for a future satisfaction. Once you see it, you want to go for it. But stretching will require of you to be ready to obey against what you have planned to do. Hey. And in ministry, you must be ready. 
Bible said you have to be ready in season and out of season. And not just that, you must be ready to obey. Jesus was ready to obey. Don't you see in Gethsemane? He said that, me, no, my wish is that this cup will pass me by. But not my will, not my wish. I'm ready to be stretched. I'm ready to be punished. I'm ready to be beaten by people I have come to save. People who are not at my level, but I'm ready to stretch. I'm ready to go on the cross, be naked, be, be, be crucified in a shameful way. I'm ready to stretch. Ask somebody, are you ready to stretch? Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. That is, he was ready to obey the will of God, even against or at the expense of his own convenience. Sometimes you love a guy, and the Holy Spirit doesn't love that guy for you to be a married, a, a married husband. And the Holy Spirit loves the person also, but not as your husband. But you say, I love him, I love him. I can't do anything without him. Duh. Hey. Readiness. Our generation don't understand that. The easiest way to fulfillment of your dream, to your destiny, destination, is either by instruction or by direction. And instruction and direction doesn't always come handy. Sometimes it comes to distort your life. I'm just staying in the definitions. So you see that when the music manager is trying to stretch the rehearsal two more hours, some people, there are some sugar molecules in them that react to that kind of stretching because they don't have a sacrifice mentality. They don't have readiness to obey. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling it in po. You have to be very, very sorry. When sometimes I see the music manager begging them that just one hour begging them, I said, these people are not ready to stretch. Where are they even going in po? They will just be localized and local icons. Singing around Medina, jumping and thinking they are going somewhere, but they are going nowhere without the stretching. One day, one bishop came to preach here, and when he went to his church, he started insulting his choir people. So foolish people, come and see, come and see. Come and see music like angels. You can feel the presence of God. So, another bishop also came and came and he, he just intentionally brought the singers to come and what? See. And when the singers came, they had mad our people. One of the, one of the services there was an S-tempo song that Flora lifted. We had never sung the song before. As she was on the stage, the song came to her like from heaven direct and she was singing it and she downloaded a file and more will happen in Jesus' name. And uh, she, they started backing with accuracy, precision and finesse. So when I went on the stage and I said that this is a fresh song, when they closed, 
The pastor told me, the bishop told me, I should speak with his singers. And I said that. That song and Flora was there. It came fresh. And the music people, they were surprised. So you mean you have not rehearsed this thing? And you could sing that thing like that? Then I told them. I said, this team of singers are useless if they cannot be caught on their feet to do what is required of them without specific preparation towards a particular song. That's you are a robot. It's only a robot you program to do something. And if you have not programmed that robot, it's difficult for them to do something. Input and output. But a child of God is more than that. That as we are rehearsing and all of that, we are building technicality in terms of backing. So when any, and and Flora used to ask them, okay, if a big artist, let's say a foreign artist, let's say any of them mentioned them, Don Moen, comes to Ghana and they ask you to be a BV, what do you go on that stage with? Are you going there to be taught or you are going there to add? So they were surprised. And so I started teaching them about our rehearsal routine and all of that. And they did themselves, disqualified themselves. That, that is the reason why they cannot harmonize. Hey. That to sing a song for all of us to sound the way we have to sound, you have to go beyond the program of rehearsing, rehearsing until you get it. And those of us who don't respect singing here, one day I will invite the whole church for a choir rehearsal. You will respect yourself from that day. Hours singing. It's not like the way you sing in the bathroom. Tenor, alto, soprano, they must blend. And sometimes you hear something small go off. The madam say, Mm-mm. This call to be Abomoho. Cut, cut, cut. But the reason why, and some of them have better vocal dynamics than some of our singers, but they cannot do an excellent thing, is because they had not allowed themselves. To be stretched. If it's time for rehearsal, they are complaining, they go, they don't go. They, they want to do what they want to do and still get the best result. It doesn't happen that way. You can't stay in your comfort zone and receive the result people who have stretched receive. It's the same with the ministry. If you are doing the same things, you receive the same results. If you want to receive results beyond where you are, you need to stretch. You need to what? Come on now. Is God talking to somebody here? And sometimes stretching in church means whilst the preaching is going on, never look on Facebook. Because some people cannot listen to preaching without fidgeting with their phone and looking at what is happening on Facebook, even in church. Even during the preaching of the word. Even during worship, 
Apart from sharing and posting, which would possibly happen at the initial stages of the live streaming so that other people can get, you focus. People, focusing is so difficult for some people that if you tell them to focus right now, they will die. He said, you're stretching me too much. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Addictions. Hey. Readiness to obey. Sacrifice mentality. Stretch. You are going nowhere when you are not elastic enough. When you reach the end of your elasticity, you have reached the end of your results. That's why Every now and then, you are admonished by the word of God to have a heart that is soft so that it can be stretched from time to time. <laughs> I'm feeling it in That's why the Bible uses an analogy like old wineskin, new wineskin. And talks about results that an old wineskin can give and results or substances that an old wineskin cannot contain. And the reason why an old wineskin cannot contain possibly a new wine is because of its allowed nature that it has acquired over time. That it has become hardened. And I don't know, inflexible, I think it should be a good word. Not flexible enough. So, because the new wine is very active. And the new wine is going to stretch you. The new wine is going to just, just be doing inside you. Alright? So, if you are rigid and cannot stretch, it is going to break you. It's going to explode. So, how does an old wine skin... Receive the capacity or the ability to receive a new wine. One of the things to do is to soak that old wine skin. Because normally when they were talking about wine skin, they were talking about leather. Is to soak it in a liquid. Maybe water or some other liquid for some time. That will relax the wine skin and make it flex, regain its ability to stretch. So that when you put the new wine in it, it doesn't get explosive. It doesn't burst it. It's God talking to somebody here at all. Some people cannot receive a new way of doing something. They can't. Because you are an Old Testament minded person. You cannot receive a new idea. If you are a manager and someone brought a new idea, you will fight it because that is not the way you know it is done. You are an old wineskin. You cannot stretch. But this generation doesn't belong to the old. This generation belongs to the old who can operate with a young mindset. And your renewal is in the youth. Your renewal is in the youth. When God brings young people around you or fresh ideas around, is to make you relevant even though you are aging. By your inability to stretch, to accommodate different and, and various way of seeing things and doing things makes you someone who is static and cannot flow with the current of the time. 
That's why many pastors are outdated. When this coronavirus struck, many churches were caught off guard because now they have to stream on a, virtually, do their churches virtually, and they were ill-prepared. And when churches had started moving to the media space, because it really made sense to you that when any secular artist is trying to make impact, they call for following, they call for visibility. Why do you think the church can pray ourselves into that level? There is no genuine business that doesn't have a perfect inelastic demand that is not interested in being visible. Hey. Can I say it again? I know some people got F in economics. They are saying some things they don't understand. There are some things, they are necessities. So we don't even advertise. Either you have it or you don't have it, and you don't have it, you die. Hey! Have you, have you had people advertising for oxygen before? Even though they sell oxygen in this country. But hardly will you hear them advertising. So many companies have sold oxygen. But they don't advertise because your friend wore a beba. We hear beba. But if it is something that is competitive, then it has to be visible. That's why people do advert. Are you here now? So churches were caught off guard because they say that all this is waste of time. It's waste of when the COVID came. For us, we were just continuing our services because we had been stretching ourselves, building capacity. We now had to go and train some other churches and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But we had been stretching ourselves, building capacity. So when the COVID came, it was like fish in water for us. If you don't stretch, time will expose you. If you don't have that mindset, that's every time you should be adding value to yourself. Get softer so that you can expand, so that you can be elastic. So the way you know to do particular things to get particular level of result, there are better ways of getting better results that other people have discovered. So don't just be on your ground that this is it. This is it. Hey, I'm feeling it. You have an entrenched position, an old wine skin. You cannot receive new wine. That's why your results are still old. Your results are cake. People are moving to computer levels. You are still doing typewriter. And you can boast that those of us who were trained in the secretary ship schools, you know, we can type faster and better with what? Typewriter. How many people go to the post office? Yeah, I'm still talking about in our time when we used to send fax. <laughs> Telegram. Today that WhatsApp has come. I have a friend, Pastor, who is a prophet, very, very sharp prophet. And one day we were in a car. In fact, most of our friends used to have an issue with him. 
that you call him and he won't pick. And you will, ah, what is it? So many thought that that was arrogance, that was pride and all of that. But when I got there, I realized that, look, my friend was one dimensional. <laughs> it's either he's waiting upon the Lord. He's, he can't do two things at the same time. So he has people he calls and he has numbers he pays calls and it, it, you have to, it has to be told him that somebody will call. So even if you are his friend and you are in danger and he's the one who is in that locality, you are not likely to get him. And many of our friends were very angry with him. Hey! One day, I was in his car and he had moved to a new site. So we're driving around and I received about 15 calls within maybe 45 minutes or one hour. And I was answering every call, excuse me, excuse me, send a message, excuse me. So we went to just have a lunch. He asked me, he said, how do you do that? I said, how do I do what? He said, how do you receive all those calls? And Bobby said, me, I'm not able to do it. I, I can't do it. The thing disturbs me. I said, yeah. Then I told him, I said, then people will pastor your members for you. His eyes cried like this. And I asked him, for many years, he refused to be on WhatsApp. So he used to ask me, okay, how is it that? Because they all say that I carry an unusual favor. People bless me freely and willingly. And I said, okay, if people cannot assess you to help them, how would they bless you? And if people want to bless you, how would they assess you? Since you are inaccessible on phone. The stretch um, quotation I read to you, I copied it from one of the pages of our members. Edwin Zuta, I saw him post it. And I just copied it. I said, this is nice. Yeah, and then I did some background, one or two checks. Whether what he's saying is foolishness or is true. <laughs> it turns out that it was right. And all of that. But it's, you, if you're a pastor, uh, as a pastor, you have to... <laughs> You, you should be able to pastor your generation based on what your generation is used to. Your generation is used to social media, doing church there, doing concerts there, sharing the ideas there. Do you know that many intelligent people, I mean intelligent agencies like BNI, um, FBI, CIA, they have been able to intercept a lot of terrorist attacks by just following social media trends. So if they make you a BNI boss and you don't understand cyber security, you say, media will be bekan in your yare. It's like you are not growing. You are not growing. So I said, my brother, you are a prophet, I'm a prophet. And I know why you can you have not developed the art of picking course because for the prophetic, the lesser you know about people, the sharper the prophetic sometimes could be. But I had to train myself to pastor people and still prophesy to them, even though I know their issues. So it's another level of training where I know Claudia. She's told me almost everything about herself and her family, but I've also trained myself to get to that point. When, when God is speaking to me about something about her, I'm not confused about what she told me and what God is telling me right now. But many prophets who want to follow the dito-dito principle, they don't want to know. 
That's why most prophets are unable to pastor. I said, my brother, if you really hear the voice of God, knowing about people's, because some things are information, or the pastor works with two things. Pastor works with information and the pastor works with revelation. So you see that you are making me veer into some things. In 2 Kings chapter 4, when the woman fed the prophet and his servant, Gehazi, so much, prophet asked the servant to go and ask the woman, now what does she want? And uh, he didn't know that they didn't have a, a son. And so the, the servant had to go and ask, are you here now? When the boy also, that was the, the, the baby that was given, died, the woman came to the prophet, and the prophet said, this one, God has hidden it from me. So it took information for the prophet to go to the house of the woman to raise the dead boy. It was not by revelation. Prophet don't always operate by revelation. And if you are a prophet or a pastor, and you are waiting for God to reveal everything to you, you will not be a great pastor, because we know impact. And we prophesy in part. So somebody should be able to come to you and tell you that but you have the anointing to deal with it. And it will not come by revelation. It has to come by information. So you have to open yourself up to what God can do both by revelation and by what? Information. And he was more particular about the revelation. And truly, he's very sharp. But when you are pastoring people, you will pastor people more with information than with revelation. How many times do you see vision? <laughs> so your leadership ability, you have to be able to stretch it. So I started telling you, that you need to be on WhatsApp. Because you have to pastor your people on WhatsApp. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do it. When he started doing it, people started blessing him because now they could reach him. He could pray with them, solve issues with them. He said, hey, somebody gave me a house to go and stay in. Somebody bought a car for me. Somebody, I said, how? He said, hey, now, no. she, she was telling me, he said, Paul, I'm mounting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes when you are not stretching, you feel like you are special. Like my friend. Those of us who are special prophets, you know. We don't want to know. That makes you special. No. It doesn't make you. And for a long time, this is also another way to stretch. Some of my friends were concerned about how I was still able to relate with our, this our friend. And I've never, I don't talk behind him. I'm never bothered by whether he picks the call or not. So one of our friends asked me one time, it was there when I was confronting, our friend was confronting me that he called me and I didn't pick and he needed to speak with me. I said, oh, but it's normal. <laughs> he said, and I told him, I said, this our friend can be angry with you. That one can be angry with you. That one can be, me, I can never be angry with you. Because when I call you and you don't pick, it's a choice. When you also call me and I don't pick, 
It's normal. It's a choice. So it will happen like that. And I will never complain. So don't complain. When you change, I will change. It's a stretch capacity. And yet, you're complaining. You have to adapt to people. And their way of life. And that's your ability to adjust, stretch. To be, it makes you to live at peace with all men. And I never saw it as arrogance. And truly, it was not arrogant. It was just one-dimensional. It's now that he's been able to develop it to a certain level. And he's enjoying it. And the prophetic has increased. Yeah. So when you are not stretching, you feel like you are unique. But sometimes the way you do your thing no, doesn't fit into the global way of doing it. Do you understand? Because there's no village again. We are all in a global village. No village again. So whichever village you come from and there are rituals there, you need to be relevant. And to do so, you need to stretch. You need to what? I don't know if God blessed somebody this morning here in church. Have to stretch. I saw a lady talking on social media. I know somebody said, I know a lot of ladies who insult this lady. Because she said, if you're a young lady and you are not married, what are you coming to the table with? Are you waiting for somebody to come and marry you? And spend on you? Or you are building your life to gain the capacity to spend on yourself? So that when you marry, you will not be throwing tantrums everywhere. As if the man who married you gave birth to you. Most ladies don't like to hear such a thing. <laughs> it's a stretch. Either they said that the place of the woman was in the kitchen. But these days, guys have learned how to cook. Like Emmanuel. I advertise him for you. He's a nice guy. You can marry. He will cook for you. Some of the things that women used to do, that was really like a lady's chore, traditional role. Like washing. Washing machine is doing. Cooking. Now people have got chefs. And uh, sometimes helps two of us. Somebody like um, Annie in the Timothy class, she cooks for people who are busy with work, packs for them, and go to store for them. She collects her money. And she's got a number of clients. If you are here, you are like that because she can be cooking for you. A wife's job is being done. Are you following now? Going to market to buy. Linda, where is Linda? She's buying groceries for people and that's her business. The cooking, the guys do have learned how to cook. So you see that gradually... The things that, the activities that women used to do that was tagged as traditional role is gradually fading out. If you go to Europe, you find out that men cook, men babysit. Do you understand? Women cook, women babysit. 
And one article I read, it says that the man was trying to be traditional. The woman told the man that Canada is not like Ghana. <laughs> Canada is not like Ghana. Here, no. Men cook and men babysit. Nice, pa. So if you are a lady and you don't build capacity to meet the needs of your generation and how your generation see relationship, you will not even upgrade yourself to be attractive enough either outwardly or in your mindset for you to be received by somebody. Because in your mind, you know, you are like a dumping ground that somebody should be dumping money, dumping love, dumping and by the time they dump, dump, they will dump slap. Five-fold ministry. I believe that every husband, your primary goal should be to take the full responsibility of your family. Full. What? Full. But, you see, Jesus gave us at least three circumstances that will stretch you. That's, life is not normal. So if your husband loses what gives him the capacity to be a traditional husband? What do you come to the table with? That's a question. So the key to stretching is understanding. Tell somebody you need understanding. I can't hear you at all. Tell somebody you need understanding. Jeremiah 51 verse 15. Jeremiah 51 verse 15. Beautiful scripture. Jeremiah, is it there? Shall we read it together? One go. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his what? How do you stretch out the heavens? By what? By what? You stretch by what? I can't hear you stretch by what? Whatever you don't understand, you can't handle so if you lack understanding, you cannot stretch. You can't do more than what you have been doing before. So to successfully stretch, adjust, build the capacity to be relevant, you need understanding, new information, new knowledge, new insight, new revelation. Understand what it takes to have favor. Understand what it takes to have successful business. Understand what it takes to do ministry. Doing church is different from doing fellowship. Understand the dynamics of doing church. Understand it. That's why many people fail because they don't understand. If you have not, if you're a pastor, you have not read one book on healthy church. Healthy. How a church can be healthy. You are not ready to do church. And in that book, you won't find anointing, break, yoke, break curses. No. He'll be telling you about it's, it's a church that is a mission-oriented church. They go out there, they win souls. And soul winning is not the preserve of a particular group, but it becomes the mission for the whole house. It will be teaching you things like that's when you know your church is not sick. But if there is a committee that goes to win souls, then the rest of the people, they, they sit and chew souls. That church is sick. 
So you need to understand so that you can build the right culture to get to your successful end. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you are singing. You don't understand anything about singing. You don't understand. You don't understand the connection between exercise and proper performance and energy on stage. You, you don't understand. You don't, how can you sing and go far? You don't understand warming up and singing. You don't understand personal rehearsals. It's contribution into what you do. You don't understand. You won't go anywhere. It's a ministry. It's not for the shallow. It's not for the novice. Life is not for the novice. You see that some people are not deep. They are shallow. That's why they are irrelevant to their time. May you be relevant to your time in Jesus' name. May you have the ability to stretch in Jesus' name. And you realize that as you consume new info or relevant information and gain understanding, it takes away the old hardened info that cannot produce important fruit for you. And that is what softens you. You see that you soften some ground somewhere so that you can be fruitful somewhere. Do you understand this at all? Hey. Hey. It's powerful. I've enjoyed it, Pa. Praise the Lord. When Christ is in you, he makes you have his mind so that you're able to do the things he was able to do when he was here. So I pray that in this month of September, you and I will be able to stretch in ministry. Shout a louder, amen. amen. You'll be able to stretch in your family life. You'll be able to stretch in your career life. You'll be able to stretch in every area of your life. Shout a louder, amen. Can you give Jesus a big... You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-116-168. Or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.